You're trying to grow your business. You're trying to find more customers. You're trying to get out there. You're trying lots of things. But how do you know what works? And one of the recent concepts we've come up with at the Rebel Business School is the marketing mini experiment. Doing a test. Let's test some ideas. Let's see if it works. Let's see if it finds customers. And we test the idea. We measure the results and we see if we win business. So let's get into marketing mini experiments. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So we have two people on the show today, and I am very excited because I have literally just met Christina Russo. She is here physically in Mexico, sat next to me. This is a bizarre experience. Christina, welcome physically to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. This is crazy. I just flew in from Los Angeles like right this moment. <laughs> Dropped off on the doorstep. Here we are. So we're both in Mexico, and then online... We have Patrick, Patrick from the UK, but originally from Canada. You will have heard Patrick in several of the episodes so far. He's building several businesses. And on the last episode we did together, we were talking about Patrick's LinkedIn sales strategy that he's been testing. And Patrick has very graciously come back on the show to talk to us more about the sales strategy, how it works. And then we're going to test it out on Christina. Welcome back to the show, Patrick. Thank you very much. It's great to be here virtually, but I wish I was there in person in Mexico. I know it would be so cool if you were here too. I feel like I want to do all my podcasts live from now on. So yeah, if you want to be on the show, just come to the city where I'm in and we'll do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Patrick, tell us about this marketing strategy you've got on LinkedIn. What have you been testing? What have you been doing? What's the overview of it? So very quickly, in 60 seconds, I'll tell you how I got there, because I didn't start here at the LinkedIn sales strategy. One thing that I did when I started my business and I needed to get sales and market to people, I went on to endless amounts of blogs and YouTube channels, and everyone told me that I needed to create an automated email list. Send out, you know, use software, automate the process. One click of a button, you can get your message out to 100 different people. And I realized how terrible that worked. I tried it once. I spent literally probably two weeks getting all the hundred names, getting all their emails. That took a lot of effort, spell checking their names, writing the custom email and active campaign. And I clicked send and virtually nothing came back. And I thought, there's got to be a better way to do this because this didn't work. Everything's up from here. And so what I started doing is playing around a little bit on LinkedIn. And I kind of stumbled across a way to personally connect with your ideal customer in a pretty unique and engaging way. And so what I started doing was adding my ideal customer to LinkedIn and sending them a two-minute, under two-minute, less than two-minute personalized video message. And the response rate compared to this cold email that was super generic was like night and day. And so I thought, hmm, might be onto something here. And so I've been exploring it ever since. Who did you send the first message to? Were you nervous? What happened? Did you just get your phone out and say, hello? So I can't really remember who the first person I added was. But what I do remember is there was a certain title at a, 
at a company I was looking to speak to, the sort of chief people officer or HR director. That was kind of roughly who I wanted to speak to. And I clicked and added a few who I saw on LinkedIn who might be interesting to speak to. And lo and behold, one or two of them of the five that I added accepted my friend request on LinkedIn in the matter of less than a day. And so suddenly I was kind of in their their world, their network. I had a direct one-on-one line of communication that was now opened up to me. And I remember, I don't know if you've had this experience, Alan or Christina, you get these sort of random like spam LinkedIn messages that tell you you'll... They'll, they'll, you know, oh, we think your company's great. We'll do all this whizzy stuff for you. And it's got nothing to do with what I actually do. Yeah, I get them because I focus on, I do a lot of food and cocktail photography and I do some cocktail consulting. So I get a lot of them that are like, oh, we'll help you grow your restaurant chain to 50 locations. And like, <laughs> clearly you didn't see what I did. I don't have a restaurant yeah, chain. Just yeah, just because I post pictures of food doesn't mean... Right. So they're super untargeted, generic, and you just skip over them. You don't look at them. But I thought, I've never gotten, you know, I've been sending video messages to friends during lockdown, and they've really appreciated it, right? Like a vi- quick video on your phone, sending it to mates, and, and it's something different than just a text message. So I thought, oh, they've kind of liked receiving those video messages. Why don't I send one to sort of my customers? And that's kind of where the whole process started. And I didn't just point and shoot. I gave it a little thought process of like what I was going to say, but I didn't script it. I didn't try and make it look like an infomercial or anything like that. I tried to bring a bit of personality to it, but that's kind of the osmosis and where it started is it works really well with my friends in lockdown. They seem to be entertained. Is this a way I could cut through the noise of a super generic LinkedIn message? I absolutely love that because there are so many messages I get that just are super generic that just send me away. I think, why am I ever replying to? Does it even mean anything to me? And I literally got one today that's like pages long. It says, I hope this message finds you well and business is going from strength to strength coming out of COVID restrictions. The reason for my message today is you may be eligible for a free business mobile (laughs) upgrade. It's like, okay, delete, move on. And people write this stuff to me every single day. And actually, LinkedIn's become quite a spammy place. So that way to cut through the noise and be able to actually reach people. So what kind of results are you getting, Patrick? Have you managed to connect with people? Do they send you videos back? So I've learned so many things in this process and like made minor adjustments along the way. But the relative strategy of sending the video has kind of stayed the same. And the first thing is the people that you decide to add, add five to 10 times more than you think. Half of them don't go on LinkedIn. Some won't accept your request. So the idea is to shoot the net, cast the net wide when you're adding people, because just by nature, you're not going to have 100% success rate. But it's very easy. Click of a button. I've had, I don't know, I would roughly estimate maybe 30 to 40% accept me into their network pretty quickly. Some lag a few weeks later, but eventually do it. So that's that's sort of step one or stage one is to get into their network. And then the response rate coming back has probably been around maybe 40%. Again, that would be kind of what I would estimate. Which compared to a cold email, that's a a (laughs) much better. I will caveat that a little bit because not all of them are responses back saying, here's my wallet, please take my money. That's not always the response. Some are, it was nice to hear from you. This isn't for us or maybe something like that. So it's, it's not, it's not perfect, but yeah, about a 40% response rate. And it's unbelievable that maybe 10 to 20% of them are so excited to get this message. 
And some of the common responses I've heard from them are, oh my God, I didn't know you could send a video through LinkedIn. (laughs) This is the first video I've ever received. I think this is mega. I've even had one chief operating officer of one of the biggest tech startups in London go onto Google, learn how to shoot a video and send it back to me. And he sent his own video message back to me because he'd never seen this before. He'd never, never received one of these. So going back to your point, Alan, about that terrible spam messages, those are working in your favor because your competition on LinkedIn sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, so all those spams that they're getting makes your video look even that much more unique. Any thoughts or questions, Christina, any ideas that are coming to you from this? No, it makes sense. I've heard of other, you know, video making an impact in the past, whether it's a pitch, a video pitch versus just text and pictures, or um, even a video with an application to a job. So it makes sense. Um, But yeah, I had no idea you could send one on LinkedIn. Frankly, wouldn't have thought about looking around to find out. Which I think like you should definitely be applauded for that creativity, Patrick, of just going, how can I do this through this platform? I think that's a really smart way of doing it. So if we were to work with Christina now, what's the first step to her getting going with this? So you cannot send video messages to people that you are not connected with. So that is where it all starts. Otherwise, you can't, you literally, the strategy kind of falls apart. Doesn't work. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't get off the ground at all. So the very first step is to find your ideal customer and add them on LinkedIn. So who is your ideal customer? So I've been focused on food and beverage, uh, specifically, specifically like alcohol, spirits, because I do cocktail styling. Photography is what I specialize in. And then that does spill over into some food products and some like just product product. Uh, but that's kind of the targeted thing I'm going for. So my second follow-up question to that would be, sorry, Alan, I don't want to steal your, your interview no, thunder. No, go for it. But no, been, do it. You should ask the questions. I love it. I just get to sit here and look pretty. My, <laughs> my first question after that was, okay, I get it. Sort of focus on the cocktails and beverages. So is that a spirit brand or is that a bar and restaurant specifically, or could it be both? Spirit brand is most likely. Um, if I get hired by, that's where the that's where the money is. As far as big commercial, you know, campaigns with licensing money. So bar and restaurant, I tend to do some of those, but they're they're local clients that come to me through referrals or warm market. And what I love about that answer is that's where the money is. Christina's done some thinking about yeah. where the money is. Uh, sell to people with money. If you're listening to this, please take this away. Sell to people with money. It's so much easier. Don't worry. I've sold to lots of people without money. <laughs> so we're trying a different <laughs> approach. I know that story all too well. And the third the third question I kind of have, okay, so now we've got it it's spirit spirit brands, that's where the money is. So who decides to give you the budget to do that? What is there a job title or is it the brand director? Is it a creative director? Is there a specific person within the spirits company that would give you the green light? So this is where it's been tricky. And we've been, you know, as we work this through, we've been finding more and more what it is, who it is. 
So because of the way spirit companies are laid out, so I have a lot of experience on the the bar restaurant side. So I know a lot of the quote unquote brand ambassadors and sometimes they, I get hired by them. But again, that's like small money projects because it's for their local market. It's not for national, international. But because of the way liquor laws work, a lot of times they have those ambassadors and they have this whole group that's hired through a, it's like run through a pass-through agency to legitimize and legalize everything because alcohol. So it can get a little tricky because every company has a slightly different structure, but so it can run the gamut of marketing. If they have um, actual social media or web-based people, it could be through them, like a social media manager, the marketing manager, marketing director. Sometimes though, the brand ambassadors do have kind of the carte blanche over that sort of stuff too. So it really depends. But at the end of the day, I've been I've been leaning towards attacking the marketing directors and managers. And then I'll also kind of look for the social media managers. But again, they tend to focus a little more sometimes on influencers, which I'm not trying to be an influencer. So <laughs> again, yeah. You can supply the content. Yeah, that's, those different you know. Campaigns. But they treat, they treat influencers a lot differently than commercial product photography. Yes. They say, oh, we'll send you a free bottle and $200. And they're like, they expect to get, you know, great content for that. So I, yeah, marketing is really my main focus, that department. Great. So this again is where it's not perfect, where we start to talk to organizations and sometimes there's an internal structure we don't understand. But from what I can hear from you, the best sort of position is to start as high up within the marketing chain as possible. It might not be the case. There might be a a social media manager who has more influence, but we need to start somewhere. So I'd probably look for head of social or probably more importantly, head of marketing or the director of marketing for a spirits brand. And I would imagine in spirits company, because they're so fragmented around the world, someone like Diageo or something probably has multiple marketing directors, depending on which line of spirits they're looking after. Yeah, they'd have one, they have separate ones for like Don Julio and Kettle One, very separated brands. So add them all. Yeah. Add all of them. (laughs) Every single one. Because you'll naturally won't get some connections. Some people don't use LinkedIn. Like that's why I said cast the net wide. That's the first step. And you've actually been doing a bit of that, haven't you, Christina, already? Yes. So because we've been working through List um, and we've been working on a strategy where I send a series of cold emails. I send three emails and then if no response, then I add them on LinkedIn and I let it chill for about 90 days and then I kind of circle back on them. So I have been doing that. Even when my emails are 100% cold, I have a pretty high like return rate on people adding me back. And sometimes uh, in the past, I didn't know what to do with it. So I just let it sit there uh, and hope that they see my posts. (laughs) But recently I have been following up with a message and I'll send like a picture or something. And I've had a pretty good response rate to that. Even just saying, oh, hey, nice to meet you or thanks. Or some, you know, people commenting like, oh, those pictures are really lovely. You know, thanks for sharing something like that. I love that approach. There's one thing I would say, like to say, because Christina, you've started sending those messages. Mm-hmm. Most people's strategy in business is to add people on LinkedIn, add people somewhere, 
and then to hope they see the posts. That's what I was doing for a while. That's what that's what we all do. Like I would used yeah. to do. I'd add people. I hope it comes back to me. And the one thing I say in business repeatedly to people is there is no hope. <laughs> like stop hoping. Such a downer. And start doing. Such a downer. <laughs> <laughs> stop hoping and start doing. There's no sitting here and hoping. We have to take action. Nothing happens unless we make it happen. And the cheesiest phrase I will ever repeat to myself is, if it's to be, it's up to me. And it's an absolutely cheesy phrase, but it's true. Like no one else is going to make it happen. No one else is going to create this stuff. There is no hope. Let's make this happen. So you've started doing that. And I think the Patrick's idea of the videos is a progression on from that because we're not relying on hope. We're not relying on people seeing us. We're going to them with a personalized message. Look, here I am. I'm a normal person. This is what I do. I think I can help. Hi. Maybe without the high-pitched British bit at the end, but you know what I mean. (laughs) So the next step, after we've got some people in sort of the network, we've added them, is to actually do the direct-to-camera video. Shoot the actual video. And a couple of quick things that don't matter, which people think do, on your phone is fine. This does not need to be a professionally shot video. It's actually probably more authentic and interesting if it's not as polished as some of those videos are. So that is the kind of first thing, is you can just shoot it directly on your phone. So don't worry about an expensive kit or equipment. Just use what you have. That's totally fine. The second tip that I found has worked really well is to absolutely make the video personal in some way. I know it can save time to shoot one more generic video and send it to everyone, but that will not land your message or or make them take notice at all. It will just feel like another spammy sales message. And there's a million ways you could do that. Great thing is you're super creative already. You're probably far more creative than I am naturally. So you could do anything from commenting on something maybe they posted on LinkedIn, an interesting article that piqued your interest. It could be mentioning something about their brand that you've seen, a quote that they've had in past press releases. Sometimes a marketing director will be will be quoted. Anything that makes them go, oh, they have to do a bit of work to find that out. That is the trigger you're looking to to get in their brain that, okay, this isn't a generic message. They went out, they put in some effort. They are making it personalized to me. Which feels like exactly the vice for the emails as well. Exactly what we've been doing. And I definitely, when the emails come to me and they say, Alan, I've listened to your podcast episode on this. I'm like, oh, they understand me. Whereas the ones that come in and they go, hi, Alan, we'd love to come on your show and talk about venture capital. (laughs) They're like, just, yeah. They get deleted very quickly or very polite British. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I have a question on that. So what is, how personal is too personal? Like if I, if I <laughs> <laughs> no, You're having looked down their Facebook like, feed saying, I see you've just had your kid's first birthday party. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes I hear people say, oh, when people reach out to me at personal, life, talk about my golden retriever, this or that. I'm like, well, that's well and good. But it's one thing to look at someone's like, personal professional profile, like a LinkedIn and comment on those things. But I feel like if I go on Instagram and find their like actual personal like thing and go, oh, your schnauzer is really cute. Like, is that getting to into creepy territory? Like, where you know, is, do you think that's weird? What's weird? I don't know. Yeah, I've never gone the step further to dive into their personal world. I haven't commented on anyone's schnauzer or any pet. <laughs> 
anything like that. Um, so I think where I kind of try and draw the line is I kind of try to stay in that LinkedIn world and what they've done. If I'm struggling to find something about them personally, like a quote they have said or something that they maybe they don't post on LinkedIn, so there is nothing to comment on, I'll go for the company. So I'll kind of use a quick example of, of what I did. So if I'm looking to speak with an HR director and I can't see anything that they've commented on, I can't find anything to make it personalized, I'll find out the values of the company. Maybe Gymshark is an example. I'll go onto Gymshark's website, see the company vision, the values. Okay, they value these three things as their core brand strategy or their core values as a business. And I'll mention those quickly in the video so that they know, oh, they went to the website and checked out our core values. They, they know us a little bit. So if you can't make it super personal, you can go for their brand or their business as a whole. I think that's a fantastic thing. Maybe it's about the mission. Maybe it's about a new product they're launching. Maybe it's about, I mean, we've done this in the past where we've looked at their pictures for their actual campaign and gone, I've noticed your latest pictures. Have you been doing this? Have you been doing that? Then we're actually talking about the business area we actually want to be operating in. So I think that's super smart. Just, yeah, I think let's steer clear of schnauzers, focus on that <laughs> business bit. But I do get why people do it and I yeah. understand it. And people are super passionate about their dogs. And if you kind of throw it in with a business bit, I don't think it's too bad. It does show you've done your stalking. I but- mean, I guess it's different too if it's someone's like personal feed and it's not super curated. But then if they are, they have a dog that they're like, very open about and has 100 million followers is insta famous and maybe that's like i've just heard it i've just heard it said like oh you know re- when you reach out to me give me something personal like comment on my dog i'm like do you really want me commenting on your dog like i feel like if i actually do that uh, the majority of people might be a little like hmm because me- everything's out there we know it's all out there but it kind of crosses into weird if people say oh how's mexico to me because they've stalked me and know I'm in Mexico, like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, I think things like that on that level are absolutely fine on that. If they were to say, oh, I see you went to this cafe with your wife and had a smoothie. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> I get a little bit like, were you there? What happened? Yeah. Um, so I just, I think there's a, a level of comfort that goes, okay, like, I've had a brief look at their thing and they're in Mexico. Oh, that's interesting. You're working remotely. How's life in Mexico? And then move on. That's fine for a throwaway comment. I just think it's the levels. Yeah. And sometimes there's a quick blurb on the website, like about, ah, like about the person. I've done that before where it's like, meet the team and I'll go in. It's still on the business company website, but someone says, oh, I'm the worst player on my five-a-side football team, soccer for the other side of the audience. And so I'll make a quick quick comment on on I'm kind of the worst player on my five-a-side team too because it's in, it's a personal thing but it's in the business domain right it's on the the profile of the person on the website so yeah I think Alan's just use your judgment a little I think it is that sorry to sideline this with my no no how it's, personal it's is to the first because it's actually really important that's yeah. what people get hooked up on when they're doing this strategy yeah. and when they're doing videos and when they're doing communications is what do I actually say and I think that like There can be business people that say, say something personal and send an email or do a video. And that's great advice. But like, I then pull up the camera and I go, "Uh, what, how do I actually start? What are the actual words? So I think it's an important distinction and it helps people feel more comfortable doing it. 
And then the the next sort of step to that as you're crafting this, I'd love to know Alan's response to this because we may have different philosophies on this, which is which is totally fine. But I try not to go for the sale within that one message or that first interaction. Although that is the the that's the ultimate outcome you want. The the sole objective of the video is to get noticed and for them to give you a spare bit of their time that like you're approachable, you're likable. You just want to build a bit of a rapport, a tiny bit of a connection, a bit of a relationship. That's the goal of the video. Not after you've made that personal comment, here's all my services, here's the cost, here's what I can do. I think that would lose the authenticity of a nice, softer intro. It's really more about just getting your foot in the door and making a human one-on-one connection because now you are no longer one of the 50 emails in the marketing director's email inbox with no face to it. They see you're a real person, you're approachable, you've gone out, done a bit of work to notice something about their business or their person. Like you just you just put yourself at the front of the queue in that instance of cold outreach. I call it making friends first. Let's make friends first and then see if we like each other and then we can work out if we want to do business together. So let's just make friends, see what happens and build from there. And I always think those slightly softer approaches are better. And Patrick is exactly right. Like if you've got a bunch of emails in your inbox, if you've sent three, you start to recognize the name Mm -hmm. and then you start to do it. But if you sent three and then you get a video as well, you're like, oh, this is a real person. You start to become more of a person. And there's the concept in marketing of touch points. Like they've seen you by email. They've seen you on the LinkedIn feed and then they get a video and then they start to go, oh, this is a real person. She's not going away. She actually does this. She's part of the community and you become real. And in marketing, they talk about seeing a message 21 times before you actually start to go, oh, I've seen this person regularly. And that's a lot of marketing. That's a lot of marketing. But if they've seen you on Facebook, they've seen you on Instagram, and then you get a video, then you start to become a real human. And when you become a real human, not just a a sales message, that's when they start to treat you differently and respond differently. So I think, you know, doing those touches make friends. Because ultimately, Christina, you are wanting to build long-term relationships with these decision makers. So it's not about a one-off campaign once. It's Oh, Christina was brilliant on I'm taking examples here, but she was brilliant on the Smirnoff campaign. Let's get her on the new whiskey that we're rolling out. At least that's how I kind of see it. So you very much are developing very, very long term relationships. Win a customer once, work with them forever. It's so much harder to get the but to get more new customers over and over and over. It is it is difficult. But if you could start having them come back the other way because they like you, you had an original message, your work was fantastic. It's it's a lot easier on yourself going forward. And just on that piece, like the cost of getting a new customer as opposed to keeping a customer, there's lots of studies on this, but they reckon that in terms of time, energy, and money, like sending out letters, sending out emails, doing the stuff, it'll cost you around about $10 to get a new customer. But to keep an existing customer, you just ring them or send them an email or stay in touch and they reckon it costs you about $1 to keep an existing customer. But when you start, you don't have any existing customers. (laughs) So you've got to do all of that hard work to get them. But once we've got them, hold on to them. 
And I guess my example of this was I worked so hard to get Microsoft as a customer for my presentation skills business. Then I worked with them for 10 years. And they were my client for about 10 years, running courses every single year on how to present, how to have more presence, how to have gravitas. I love them. They loved me. And by year eight or nine, like I knew that course like the back of my hand. I knew their business like the back of my hand. I could just rock up, do something incredible. They loved it. Like That kind of relationship built over the long term is incredible. But you have to open the door through one of these methods to be able to get there. And that's what we're doing today is how do we crack open the door, make you human and get them to say yes. And Alan's totally right. I'm still doing this strategy. And although it it has worked and it's gotten some great conversations going and I've actually presented at companies based off the back of this, there are moments even where I've hit like a, a bit of a roadblock. Shoot, I'm not getting as many responses as I was last week or two weeks ago. And it's it's just to keep putting those connections out there, keep sending the videos, because the majority of it won't lead to direct sales, but some of it will. And you have to put in the yards to get the, the sort of end result. If you send three videos, you get one response, you may get no sales. You send 30, 300 videos, you'll get 20, 30, 40 great conversations going in 10 clients. I mean, the math isn't perfect there, but you know what I'm saying is that is you cast that net wide and and just, yeah, keep it's the next video response has re-energized me to then go again and keep doing it because sometimes you will have a week where no one got back to you or it just didn't land as well as the week before and you just have, to, and it's uncomfortable. You what you, you want to stop. And I've been there doing that. But then the, the sort of next week, you send another two videos and boom, someone's responded right away because they thought it was that great. You're trying to find those people, not worrying about the people who are, are going to not respond. Don't you- worry. I was a professional actor. I'm very good at silent, passive rejection. <laughs> <laughs> silent, passive rejection. I hate that. Like, when you, just when you get an email back like saying, no, you didn't get it. You're like, yes, thank you for telling me. yes you're gonna be a pro reply yeah Yeah. and so like let's actually try and implement this because i'm a big fan and like lots of people come and listen to these ideas and then they never do anything about it they're like oh this is really fascinating there's a linkedin strategy but they never do anything i'm a big fan of implementation and not implementing once like implementing 10 times and then seeing what we get back So how do we actually start this for Christina? Could we do it now? Yeah, people always get nervous when I say that. But yeah, how do Patrick, how do we do this right now? Maybe is there someone who you did connect with on LinkedIn that has gone a bit cold? Is there a person that we could actually use like to pinpoint and test this on? Because that's how you learn how to do this. That's how you get experience. Like we're never going to get it perfect the first time. We have to just send a video, see what happens, send another one, see what happens. And after about the 10th video, you start to go, oh, I'm getting a bit smoother. Yeah, they do. I've noticed my videos from when I started to today are, although they're roughly saying the same things, they're much better because I've had more practice at shooting them. So they do naturally become better. And if you want proof of that, go back and look at the first ever videos I recorded with Simon selling the Rebel Business School when I was on my cream leather couch back in the day. God, it was dreadful, Patrick. Like, I cringe when I watch that back. 
I think the, I don't know who said it, but someone much smarter than me said that if you look back on your previous work and you don't feel that embarrassment or that a bit of like your stomach goes upside down and a bit, oh my gosh, you're not sort of progressing enough is, is you're not pushing the boundaries enough as everyone looks back and says, oh, that's a bit cringy, isn't it? Everything you want is outside your comfort zone. So uh, let's get uncomfortable together, Patrick and Christina. Okay, let's see. If I just connected with someone, they added me back yesterday, and I haven't sent them anything. How does that sound? That sounds perfect, because you, if, you, if you send them a message the moment you've added them, they're thinking like, okay, this person's like, you know, messaging me right away. It might be a bit spammy. 24 hours is perfect. So this is great. Okay. They're a digital brand manager at like a beer type of company. So digital brand manager, beer company, name is Ellie. So there we go. We've got Ellie from a beer company. So first you're going to film it on your phone, direct to your face. You'll shoot it on your phone. And then when you go in to message them, you can attach a video. And that's where you attach the video. So let's start with the video. What do we actually say, Patrick? Because this is, this is the key bit where everyone gets hooked up. Is they go, oh, great, I'm going to send a video. They open up their camera. They look at it and go, oh, that, 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 that and then don't do it. Give us some words to help unlock this. Okay. Remember, you have less than two minutes. That's the max you have, and you probably want to be less than two minutes. So something I'd start off with is, let's call him Bert, because I think that's a weird, funny name. So we'll use Bert as the as the beer brand manager. I'd might kick off with something like, Hey, Bert, thank you so much for the recent connection on LinkedIn. I appreciate this might be super awkward or unorthodox just popping up in your LinkedIn inbox like this, but I just wanted to introduce myself. That might be a nice, soft kind of opening. And then you can move on to that part of customizing in. I'm not sure exactly what I might say to Bert, but maybe I'll say, I saw that post on your recent campaign recently. I thought it was fantastic for X, Y, and Z reason. I'm now looking up their company as well to try and find that reason. Perfect. I'm at her post. She actually does post quite a bit. Oh, she posts on there. Excellent. Maybe it's just that you loved the photo from XYZ campaign you posted a couple weeks ago. Maybe a specific reason why. Just very quick to know that trigger in their brain that goes, oh, okay, they've done some homework. And 1% of their revenue is donated to nonprofits focused on the planets. So they have that in what they're doing. They've got some great images on their website of their products, and they're infused with goodness, 150 milligrams of clean caffeine, millions of probiotics, and 1% of sales donated to social justice organizations. So they have that angle, that bent. I feel like we've got plenty we can start the conversation on. So you said 1% donated to, because I love that, uh, donated to... Social justice organizations. So have you, uh, have you got some ideas of what to say in that personal comment bit? Yeah. I mean, how, so then, okay, so we have the elements like, hey, weird, popping up. Okay, so I want to introduce myself. Love that your company donates to these causes. And then how do I work that into, like, who the hell am I? Like, why, why am I popping up? Which then it's this personal bit. It's the personal message is the link, isn't it? Yeah, but then there needs to be, is the, like, sort of maybe a potential justification for, like, not just, we loved your your brand. I think what Christina is looking for is, like, that next little ask or that next little nudge of the conversation forward. And what I've done, which might not necessarily work here, but I've asked, I wanted to actually have a call 
get an expert opinion on a specific topic. Now, that might not necessarily work for you while you're doing a photography thing. So I'm trying to think of something there to what would encourage them to actually come back with a message to you in the other direction. You could maybe offer them something. I don't know what that would be. You said you sent them you know, previous clients, maybe pictures before, or use the fact that you're maybe in Mexico, like down in the sunny area to take, I don't know if you wanted to take some photos. I'm not sure exactly what this next bit should be for your specific ask. I love that. I'm down in Mexico. Why don't you send me a case of your drink and we'll do an experiment (laughs) and I'll do some photos for Dia de los Muertos (laughs) or for the Cinco de Mayo or whatever it is, and we'll do some bits in authentic Mexican pictures for you. Do you ever hire contractors to do fun campaigns that actually bring stuff to life? Could it also be just like, you know, this is kind of what I do, like creative product photography. Do you have any campaigns coming up that you need new imagery for? Could it be like kind of pointed, like, do you have anything coming up? I'd love to hear about upcoming campaigns. What would be great is actually you could take two ideas and you could split test quite quickly. I mean, we're going to do one. Ex- we're doing one example here, but you could take five and five or ten and ten. See how the direct ask for work coming up compares with maybe a more creative soft sell. The idea that Alan just came up with. You could split test those two quickly. So I wouldn't get too caught up on which one. I just have two ideas there and just and go with one and send that first message and see see how it responds. Either go for the ask or something more creative. There's no wrong video. Unless you mention too many creepy things uh, that, in their Instagram feed and the schnauzers. <laughs> <laughs> Even that might get a different type of attention. So should we try one? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, do you want me to hold the camera? Are you just going to do it selfie style? I can do it selfie style. I'm okay, go selfie style. style. Christina's got her earphones off, so okay. if Patrick says anything interesting, I'll let you know. Means it's game time. Well, this is what this whole thing is about, is doing stuff. Like, that's the whole podcast, the whole Alan, business. Alan likes to put me on the spot. Well, I tend to do it to everyone. People get scared when they come with me and they're like, oh, do you mean I have to do it now? Your video might work better as a straight up versus on the side. So Christine was just about to do landscape and Patrick was suggesting maybe portrait. I've actually never, I think they would both work actually. He says he thinks they would both work. I'm a photographer, so this bothers me. This bothers you. So go landscape. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's let the uh, creative photographer go for it. Excellent. Right. Patrick and I are going to shut up. Let's do this live and see what happens. Hey Ellie, my name is Christina. I'm from Fresh Print Media. I know this might be a little odd just popping up with a video in your LinkedIn inbox. I wanted to thank you for the ad and let you know that I've been following for some time. I love your guys' content and then really love that you're giving money back to social justice organizations and also for the planet. So important that big brands such as yours and every day in our lives that we're taking care of the world we live in. I just want to say hey and see if you guys had any campaigns coming up. You might need some creative photography or videography for. I do a lot of um, really fun styled up shoots, different locations, different creative concepts. And would love to work with a company such as yours that does great work and has beautiful, fun, creative packaging. All right. Hope to talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Round of applause. How did that feel? 
But, I mean, it's weird. It's always weird. It's more weird because everyone's watching. Yeah, because we're here. All two, all two of you are watching me. Um, I'm fair. I am fairly comfortable now, like talking to random videos and the internet. So it's not horrible. And the only way to get comfortable is to do it. And the more you do it, it's always going to be weird the first time. Yeah, pretty much everything is weird the first time, including trying kombucha is weird the first time. You're like, what the hell is this flavor? There's some good ones and some bad ones. I've recently come around to it. In the early days of it being widely available, it was a lot of... (laughs) We make our own. Do you? Yeah. Side note. You're very very dedicated. And by we, I mean my partner. I have zero input. I just drink it. (laughs) So we've done the video, Patrick. Now we go to the message bit in LinkedIn which I think Christina is doing right now. She's got messages up. Do we type anything with the video? Do we? Do, does it have a pre-message? Great question. So when I first started sending them, I would send the video and then I'd be like, oh, here's my website. Here's a bit more information. And I realized that's the wrong move. And so I started sending just the video, no message, nothing else, because they'll see that big play button in the center of their screen and they will want to push that play button. They will want to see, they will want to push that play button. They will want to see what is on the other side of that video. I found when I was sending the, the oh, and here's my website and I do this and that, they instantly were like, oh, here's another sales campaign and were maybe a little less likely. That's just gut feel. I don't have any proof to that. But I just thought that, you know, that video landing in there for the first time ever, there's a big play button. It's like that big red button. They're going to push it. It makes sense. Yeah. There's this like, what is this? And then with no other context, you have to know, right? (laughs) And temptation, curiosity, the mystery. Yeah. Human psychology. What the hell is this? Who is this person? Let me just play a few seconds and then, yeah. All right. So I'm just going to send it then. So we send the video and then what do we do next, Patrick? So there's a couple cool features on LinkedIn. You'll get a little bubble in the bottom right-hand corner of your video of their profile photo if they've seen it and they've watched it. Sometimes you won't see that bubble, so therefore you're like, oh, they might not check their LinkedIn, they might not have got it, but that bubble kind of indicates that they that they did receive it. So usually after maybe a couple days, I give a little nudge because I know life is busy and people might not have responded. So it's usually a nudge to say, hey, I sent a quick text message, uh, a written message saying, hey, wondering if you saw my video that I sent a couple days ago and any quick message that you want to go along with that. And I just kind of give it maybe one or two nudges. And if if after that, I've sent a video, I've reminded them and I've nudged them, I tend to move on and let that client go or that prospect go and move on to the people who have responded and have engaged with me. I think it's it's always something salespeople sort of hang on to those leads that aren't really gaining traction or going anywhere. There's just as much power in letting one go. Which I love the quote from your last episode, Patrick, which was stop trying to convert the unconvertible because they are the unconvertible and they will remain unconvertible. So just let them sit there and be unconvertible and find the people who respond. And you're better off sending twice as many messages and finding the ones that respond than you are just pestering the same ones. Let's just go wide to start with and then go deep afterwards. 
from my experiences, you get an instant reply from the messages. It's If it's connected with someone immediately, they see this video, they go, wow, that's amazing. They'll usually send you a very quick reply because it's made such an impact on them. So I always think the ones that I'm having to nudge or chase, it may not have landed as well, but I always give myself an opportunity to nudge them in case life got in the way. And definitely we should go back to them in a, a month, two months or whatever. Like if they don't respond at all, it could just be timing. And that's okay. So they're in that system, which we were talking about with Eric Finnegan about the emails. They go in the system and then they pop back round at a certain later date. But we don't need to pester them every week for the next six months. If we send out enough messages, we should get enough responses to get going and start this going. And you could send, like I said, two messages and split test. Don't send 50 different varieties of messages because you won't know which one's working and which one's not. But if you have one or two, you can split test those to people and see, well, which oh, this more direct sales approach is, is working better than the softer sales approach. Or maybe it's the reverse. You never know until you test it. So Patrick, if you could summarize the LinkedIn video sales strategy marketing thingy that you have created, I should come up with a better name for it. (laughs) But if you could summarize it, what you've, the idea you've come across for us, like what are the five steps? What's the summary? Because everyone listening to this, your challenge following this is to have a go. You knew this was coming. If you're listening to my podcast, you knew this was coming. I don't just ask Christina to do it. I'll do it. Everyone should do it. Let's send some messages and see what happens. Maybe there's my challenge as well. Shall I send a message, Christina, and see what happens? I should probably follow my own advice, shouldn't I? Yeah, do it. Who are you targeting? I'm not sure yet. I was thinking I might target another podcaster and see Mm -hmm. if I can send that or maybe another YouTuber. But anyway, I'll come up with an idea as well. Patrick's going to summarize it for us. None of this matters unless we have a go and take action. So if you're listening to this now, please take action and have a go. Cool. So the first step is to identify that ideal customer, search them, find them on LinkedIn and add them into your network. That is your objective number one. Once they accept your friend request, the second step is to shoot a under two minute video on your iPhone and send it directly to them. No text with it just the video alone. That's it. And then in a few days time, if you haven't heard back from them, make sure you give them a little nudge and put yourself back in their zone of awareness. Three steps. It doesn't take that long and you will get quicker at it the more videos you shoot. You'll get better at crafting the messages. It'll just become a lot more fluid process and your presence on camera will also improve over time. Three simple steps you can get going today. I love that. Christina, what are your thoughts and feelings? How has this been? What's it been like for you? It's been good. I like this. Just I like how personal it feels. It's not just another email in an inbox, you know, which I think is sometimes when you're sending out emails, you're like, yeah, you know, you know that a lot of people are sending emails. So this is a really great way to just be different, especially on LinkedIn. Like how many people are sending a video on LinkedIn? It might become commonplace one day, but I don't think there's a lot of that right now. I've never seen it. No one has ever sent me a video on LinkedIn. This is something that hasn't happened. Yeah, you heard it here first, everyone. (laughs) I feel like I need to rush to get the episode out now. It needs to go, go, go. So, and the interesting bit is if you send the video, they might reply to the email or they might write back in text. And I always found that in my sales and marketing was I would send the email, then I'd make the phone call and leave the voicemail. 
and the voicemail would make them respond to the email. And it's really interesting when you do this, the multiple modes, they will just choose the one to respond in that they're most comfortable with. And that's fine. So there we go. That's the strategy. What we would all love you to do is go away and have a go at this LinkedIn strategy and then let us know what happens. That's what we want to know. Patrick, just as we wrap up, if people want to know more about you, find out more about your businesses and what you're doing, where do they go to find out more about you? The simplest way, probably connect on Instagram at Patrick Venn, V-E-N-N, or you can visit my website, www.patrickvenn.com. Catch me there, send me a message. I would genuinely love to know how people are getting on and if it's working. So feel free to reach out. Patrick, you've been a legend. Thank you very much for coming on the Rebel Entrepreneur Podcast. The bit I love is you're actually out there living it. You're not just an expert speaking it, you're doing it. And that's what this is all about. Let's speak to the people doing it. And learning the entire way. Oh, yes. Every single mistake teaches us the next move. And Christina, everyone knows you. Fresh Print Media. Tell us what you're working on at the moment. Is there a particular thing you're up to? What's the big project? What are you on? My big project that I just did, I shot my first ever music video, like a full wow. video studio, etc. And it's weird because it's a client that I did cocktail photos for a number of times. And then she also happens to have a band and then they thought I had the right art direction and style to direct their video. So isn't that interesting? Yeah. Focusing on the one target market <laughs> brings all of these different opportunities. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. Uh, so if you want to hire Christina to direct a music video, shoot some drinks or anything mm-hmm. else, please find her at freshprintmedia.com. Christina, as always, you are a legend. Patrick, we're off to have breakfast in Mexico. Wish you were here. I apologize you're in England. <laughs> That's okay. I'll be there someday. <laughs> Thank you so much. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.